everybody. Welcome to Offbeat Wall Street. I'm Frank Miller. Now, every week, as you know, we meet with uh, innocent young protégés and try to talk them into joining us in secret red rooms we've built into our mansions. Yes, all this in an effort to bring you the best information about Wall Street and the financial markets. Well, Valentine's Day is on the way, and just in time for the big day, we got the release of the sequel to Fifty Shades of Grey. And with that in mind, we're hoping that Wall Street isn't in for some uh, tough love this week. There's a lot of economic news set to come out, and also a number of big-name companies have still to release their quarterly results. Come on, what are we waiting for here? On the economic front, retail sales, that data will still lead the way. And uh, since this is a consumerist society, nothing shows love better than buying stuff, right? What's second best? Well, talking about buying stuff, of course, and we'll let you know what to expect from the latest retail sales statistics. We'll also check in with an iconic retailer that continues to, uh, well, suffer in a new environment. We'll also detail some upcoming reports on inflation and about the housing market. And we'll also preview some of the big earnings reports due out this week. Cisco is one of the biggest names to report, and we'll also look at what to expect from a couple of big hotel names. Finally, as always, we'll browse some of the more uh, specialized sections of Wall Street's Love Shack. And we've got Tom Brady's missing jersey. No, really. Details to come. We've also got Donald Trump getting between uh, Steph Curry and his most prominent endorser. We've got a Cheeto priced at nearly $100,000. And we've got another game that robots are officially better at than people. Poker. Yes, this is the uh, That's Not Really My Thing episode of Offbeat Wall Street. I told you before, if you want out. I don't want out. I just, I'm not exactly jumping at the opportunity to get whipped and tortured in your red room of pain. That room is much more about pleasure. I promise you. Would we still go out to dinner and, and movies and... That's not really my thing. Well, it's a busy week for economic news. There's reports due out about inflation, the housing market, and retail sales. Now, the retail sales report is likely to get the most attention, and those stats will give a good look at the health of the consumer. Blood pressure, blood... No, no, I'm just kidding. Over the past couple of months, sales have been, uh, well, decidedly sluggish. The Christmas season came out worse than expected, and a number of big-name retailers, well, they've been struggling. That includes Sears Holdings, which announced yet another restructuring program last week. Restructuring program is code for we're going to be closing more stores and laying off more people. Yeah. The owner of both Sears and Kmart has struggled with declining sales for years now. Some analysts have said that bankruptcy or liquidation are the only ways out, but the company continues to look for another option. Last week, it announced more store closures as well as cuts in corporate overhead. That's meant to cut $1 billion from expenses this year. I was going to insert a blue light special joke, but I've decided not to. You know, the trouble with Sears are only the most obvious in the sector. Sales in general have been a bit sluggish lately overall. December's official retail sales figures rose slightly less than expected. That stat rose just six-tenths of a percent in the month, and that followed a two-tenths of a percent increase in November. Inflation will also be in focus this week. The government is set to release two reports on the subject. It will release data on producer prices, which covers wholesale inflation. The second report will detail consumer prices, which tracks retail inflation. Inflation has been tamed for some time now. The low rates of price increases have helped to keep the door open for the Fed's easy money policies over the past decade. 
Little changes are expected in the upcoming inflation reports. Theoretically, a spike in inflation could push the Fed to speed up its rate hikes. However, the higher inflationary pressures would have to be in place for a period of time before they're likely to impact policy. One month of data just won't be enough to change the Fed's track. That said, though, economists will be looking at the data for any signs of rising price pressures. Last month, the Labor Department said its consumer price index rose three-tenths of one percent in December, and that followed a two-tenths of a percent rise in November. Core prices edged up two-tenths of a percent in December for the second straight month. Now, core prices, though, leave out the volatile food and energy prices. Producer prices rose three-tenths of a percent in December, and that followed a four-tenths of a percent increase in November. A couple of housing reports are due out this week as well. The first will cover housing starts, and that's a measure of new home construction. The second report provides a look at the attitudes in the home building industry. Housing starts have had a volatile past couple of months. Now, last month, the Commerce Department said that housing starts jumped 11.3% in December, and that followed a 16.5% drop the previous month. Now, December's rebound came with a bounce back in new construction on apartment complexes. The data showed a 57.3% jump in multifamily housing starts in December. That figure had plunged more than 39% in November. Meanwhile, single-family starts were down in December, falling by 4%. That report showed that building permits slipped two-tenths of a percent in December, and building permits are often seen as an indicator of future housing demand. Another report this week will cover homebuilder confidence. The National Association of Home Builders uses survey of home builders to compile confidence. Uh, the figure ticked down to a level of 67 in January compared to 69 in December. You're energetic this morning. You hungry? Very. Because I'm making pancakes. Well, earnings season is uh, getting past its peak, but a number of companies are still set to announce their results this week. Network equipment maker Cisco is among the biggest names reporting. Now, last time around, Cisco reported disappointing results. Those for the quarter were fine, but the company issued a weak forecast. Cisco reported quarterly profits that edged down from last year. Excluding one-time items, the bottom line beat expectations. Revenues declined slightly to $12.35 billion. Meanwhile, as quarterly results came in above expectations, the company issued a disappointing forecast for the quarter that recently wound up, and that included a prediction of a 2 to 4% drop in quarterly revenues. Prior to that warning, analysts were looking for revenue growth of nearly 2%. A couple of big hotel chains are set to report this week as well. Earnings at Marriott International are projected to rise around 9% from last year. Revenue growth is expected to be even stronger, with analysts looking for the top line to jump more than 25%. Hyatt Hotels is also on the agenda for this week. The bottom line is expected to rise there as well. However, revenue is seen about even with last year. And this week's docket also includes results from Campbell Soup, Waste Management, Wendy's, and AIG. Something to drink, sir? Gin and tonic. Hendrix, if you have it. Otherwise, Bombay Sapphire. Cucumber of the Hendrix. Lime with the Bombay. I like him already. Okay, each week we like to wander off the beaten path a little bit and take a look at some money stories that aren't exactly Wall Street related. Time now for some of our quick hits. All right, Donald Trump has been putting strains on families for some time now. Remember your uncle last Thanksgiving? <laughs> well, now differing opinions on Trump are starting to hurt business relationships, too. One of the most famous players in the NBA had a Trump-related spat with the CEO of one of his biggest endorsers last week. Golden State Warriors star Stephen Curry shot back at Under Armour CEO Kevin Plank after Plank referred to Trump as, quote, an asset for business. Curry said he agreed with the term only if the E.T., is removed from the word asset. Ouch. 
The two-time NBA MVP has an endorsement deal with Under Armour until 2024, worth over $4 million a year. Now, Curry and Under Armour quickly made up, though. The company put out a statement clarifying that it cares about fair trade and an inclusive immigration policy. Then Curry told the Mercury News that he spent the day on the phone with reps from the company and is satisfied that he and Under Armour are on the same page. That being, they both still want to make a lot of money. (laughs) Who doesn't? Hey, while we're on the topic of sports, someone stole Tom Brady's Super Bowl jersey. Yeah, the white number 12 disappeared from Brady's bag soon after the game. As it was the jersey that Brady was wearing when he led the greatest Super Bowl comeback in history, some experts have valued that jersey at about $500,000. The Texas Rangers were called in to investigate. The baseball team, not the Texas Rangers, just so we're clear on that. There were reports later in the week that the jersey might not have been stolen at all. Sources told TMZ that the jersey could have been on an equipment truck that left the Super Bowl area soon after the game. Uh, Has anybody checked the washer or the dryer at the stadium? Hey, speaking of expensive memorabilia, a flaming hot Cheeto that looks like a famous gorilla was bid up to nearly $100,000 in an online auction. Yeah, an eBay seller posted a listing a couple of weeks ago of a Cheeto that vaguely resembled Harambe. You know, the uh, gorilla that was killed at the Cincinnati Zoo last year and inspired countless timeless memes. Yeah, well, if you think that's kind of expensive for a Cheeto, there's some good news. The product comes with free shipping. However, the bag is not included in the auction. Oh, well, can't have it all. Now for a couple of stories about Netflix. Yeah, the company that everybody loves to hate and hates to love, and but we just can't ditch it. It's only 10 bucks a month. In the first, we discover that people like Netflix originals better than those produced by other streaming services. A new survey revealed that Netflix's shows are more popular than Amazon, Hulu, HBO, CBS, or NBC. Responding to a survey conducted by Forrester, 60% of participants said that Netflix had interesting original content. The number was 45% for HBO and just 36% for Amazon Prime. That's the good news for Netflix. Here's the bad news. They're being sued by Blackbird Technologies, a patent troll company, over its new offline download feature. Blackbird has also filed a lawsuit against SoundCloud, Vimeo, Stars, Movie, and Studio 3 partners because all those content providers' apps allow users to download content for watching while offline. Here at Offbeat Wall Street, we're still partial to uh, DVDs and Blu-rays. Hey, we at Offbeat Wall Street, we always like to chart the inevitable Terminator-like dystopia that awaits us. And, uh, well, here's another signpost on that road. Humans have once again lost to artificial intelligence in a game. This time it was poker. The artificial intelligence poker bot defeated four top pro poker players in a marathon 20-day poker competition. The match took place at the Rivers Casino in Pittsburgh. I think the real story is that uh, there's actually casinos in Pittsburgh. (laughs) Who knew? And finally, the answer to a mystery we talked about a few weeks ago. A while back, police in Wisconsin discovered a vast number of Skittles that had spilled on the highway. Well, they deduced that the candy had been destined for cattle feed, but they didn't know how it ended up strewn all over the road. Well, candy maker Mars has solved the mystery. The company said the Skittles spill was the result of a miscommunication with a subcontractor. (laughs) When in doubt, always blame the subcontractor. The Skittles were meant to be destroyed as a power outage during their manufacturing process left the hard-shelled candies without the iconic S printed on them. Mars said that it only sells the unused candies and ingredients to third-party processors so that it can be mixed with other materials to make animal feed. The company emphasized that it does not sell rejected food directly to farmers, and its procedures follow all FDA regulations. Phew, now we can all sleep better at night. I want to take you to my playroom. But I didn't sign the contract. I'm well aware. 
solid due diligence. Hey, thanks, everybody. This has been Offbeat Wall Street. If you like the show, go to iTunes or your favorite podcast catcher and subscribe. While you're there, rate and review the show. Good ratings help other people to discover it. It's very helpful. If you don't like the show, rate it poorly, and then everybody will avoid it like the plague. Also, make sure you let all your friends know about us. Check out our website, offbeatwallstreet.com. Follow us on Twitter at offbeatwallstreet, ST like you see on the street signs. And, of course, a big thanks to the big BS, Brian Stewart, for script writing, co-production on the podcast. And always, thank you to our good friends at RTT News for all the news and stats we use in this here show. So for up-to-date info on the markets, check them out, rttnews.com. And as we say goodbye, now just remember, when you're in a contract dispute, it's important to know every single detail. I broke rule 7, clause 5. Have a great week, everybody.